podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballers. I'm your host, Hunter, and this week we've got an extra person with us, Matt Aguilera, alongside the usual crew, Mets, Wise FIFA, and Steve Stokes. First off, Matt Aguilera, how are you today, my friend? Oh, God, I'm absolutely wonderful because I'm here with you guys and, you know, it's like having a, a warm hug. It's just wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Steve, how are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm dosed up on painkillers. I've had a fun week with kidney stones. For people who don't know what kidney stones are like, it's it's effectively similar to uh, to being stabbed in the side and then shot through the same hole whilst playing a game of foot with 11 goalkeepers. So, not pleasant. Have you ever been stabbed in the side? No, but I have played a game of foot with 11 fucking goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was well played. Mets, how are you, dude? I'm doing fine and dandy like sour candy. Thank you, Hunter. Ready to talk some good old turkey with you guys. And last but not least... Wise FIFA, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I don't have any witty quibs today. It's been a long week. Looking forward to an extended week with Easter coming up when we're recording this. But also, I should say, cherry on top, there's a certain someone not in packs anymore. So I'm doing excellent. Fellini? <laughs> Damn, that didn't take long. He's talking about Mindy. Mindy. Oh. The Mindy hating Wise. Why is he not in packs? Am I missing something? Well, his... For birthday card went out of packs. Oh, I thought you meant his normal card. I'm being an idiot. Ignore me. Okay. This is why people tune in for for our <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh well. So, what birthday team two just dropped upon us? We've got a plethora of sweat to go over. Um, um, we've got a Ryan Kent right wing. Left wing Sterling, striker Adama, right mid Atal, center mid Awar, and of course we have the Modric that we predicted last week. And um, left back Gunter, center back Tamori, CDM Can, and Cam Bernadeschi. No goalkeepers like Steve requested, but we did get the goalkeeper Mandana, which we'll go over later on. But I want to get uh, want to get some thoughts. Uh, so Matt. What's your favorite card from this new Foot Birthday Team 2 so far? Well, it might be a strange shout, this one. Um, but the one that I was the most pleased about, uh, well, if you don't mind me saying two, one's a, one's a cheap option and one's a more exp- going to be a more expensive one. But I think Paulinho's ace. I think yes. he's just... He, and Ugh. obviously, he's, he's Brazilian. So, you know, um, it is the ultimate... Cheese into you, like, how is he so good on foot? It's dead weird. Well, here he is. His inform is so good. Oh man, I, I love his inform, but I, I don't use him anymore because I've, I've got a La Liga team. But I have a soft spot for, believe it or not, Bernadeschi, um, yes. because he, he was my first cam that I used in my first successful team on FIFA 21 before I went on the hiatus. So, um, yeah, I know that I know it's, um, Probably an unpopular choice, really, the Paulinho, because he's just he's all he's been monstrous even as a he's his regular card as a monster, really. But yeah, this one is just ridiculous. And yeah, the five star weak foot coming up is going to be huge because he's always had the skills, but 
not a oh, weak foot. My, do you know what? I didn't even see he had the five star weak foot. That is yeah. ridiculous. So I'm trying to find a way of how I can bring him in and also kind of afford him because I don't have that many coins compared to you guys. I am I am not a foot baron anymore. I'm actually baron of coins. <laughs> Oh, oh, I love that the was word the worst player. I know, terrible. There's so a, there's a should, perfect should... link with a man of the match card that also used to play on the same former team as him that you could link him up with. I believe his last name means church in Italian. So a little a little ex viola love shown today. So that's why I was going to piggyback on Matt and say Bernadeschi is a, an exciting card for me as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll be getting him. So before I try and come up with any more puns, I think you should make, move on and we'll find out. Uh, the rest of what everybody else likes. Steve, who do you like? Nobody. Fucking hate everybody, mate. That's the kidney stones talking. Who do you hate the least? Who do I hate the least? Yeah, it's it's a really good squad, isn't it? Let's let's be honest. It's it's better than than week one. Um, it's way better than the first. The, there are cards there that I just. I mean, I won't use them. We won't go through it, you know, because of the the requirements for my squad. But there are cards there that I wouldn't want to play against. The Adama card is just, I, I would dread seeing that on the loading screen. Cause you know what you're going to get? You're just going to get sweat. You're going to get the, uh, mm. fake shot glitching through you. All that kind of nonsense. Our, we all know about from his previous cards. Sterling, uh, this is one of my favorite dribblers in the game. His ball control and what have you is excellent. So that should be a nightmare as well. There really isn't a, I don't think there's a card there that is really unusable. I would actually say, um, with all due respect to Matt, that the, the only weak link in that squad really, as far as I can see, is, is old Federico. I think Bernadeschi is probably the, uh, the least usable card there. If you take mm. a peek at his, uh, for the price that he's going to be, because what Moses Simon has dropped now below, what, 35 or um, close to 40, that Bernadeschi for the dribbling stats that you get with him, slap an engine on him, oof, it's going to be silky. Indeed. Mets, who are you going after? So I like all of these cars. There's, there's not one there that I would be upset about packing, put it that way. Um, the one that I will absolutely go out of my way to purchase will be Modric because I'm very much in the throes of a Syria R stroke Croatian hybrid team because I bought Perisic as we discussed live on the pod last week. I've done the Vidal SBC, so I'm kind of leaning in that Syria R direction with a, a hint of Croatia. Um, so Modric is getting bought. It goes without saying. I've also got my eye on Tamori because I use um, whatever the special smalling card is that came out. Uh, recently, the what if I think it was that got got the upgrade. So if you had those two, all English, sweat yeah. at the back. That Who would, would have thought a nasty. strong link in the city uh, center backs between two English boys? And it's insane, that isn't it? When you think about it, yeah, totally. And yeah, I do like the look of Bernadeschi as a value for money proposition. If that gets down to the sort of hundred k level, that is a really effective card. EA have knocked it out of the park with this one. My only fear is that over the course of both teams that we have here. If you go into weekend league without at least two or three really good football birthday cards in your team, you're going to be really up against the wall because these cards are generally rendered a lot of what has come before them somewhat obsolete now. This is like the the pinnacle before team of the season. Now we're, we're right on the edge of those end game kind of stats that we're getting in cards. So people are really going to have to start beefing up to, to remain competitive. I'd say you could argue that 
these cards are pretty much endgame. There are going to be cards that come out in team of the season that are slightly better, but but not to a massive extent, I don't think. Right, well, that, it, that's the whole me- altering the mechanics, which, again, I enjoy and like the promo of the fact that, I mean, you're giving all of these guys, you know, five to four-star weak foot and plus the skills. Uh, they have the game-breaking mechanics and built into them with incredible pace in this team as well. Jeez. Don't want to come up against Kent or Atal coming off the bench in a sort of role that we will not be named. <laughs> you will. <laughs> oh, you will. Yeah. There's there's quite a few possibilities you could go with on the English side with Kent being a right winger. You could have Kent, Armstrong, Rooney, Lepley, <laughs> Sterling. I mean, it, it's they've really given us a lot of different possibilities as far as squad building, which is what we all like. It's the perfect link to Tavernier that's the selling point for that card, Hunter, because everyone who basically wants to use Tavernier because he's the best right back in the game has to link him to uh, icons. Now they can just completely link him up down the right side with a really good English centre-backs as well. You know They are really well catered for there. So I can see that one becoming even more expensive than it, than it currently is rather than going down. I think that's going to be a must-have card for, for a lot of yeah. people. Yep, Tavernier right back, Reese James playing center back, Tamori. I mean, you pretty much have lots of good options for the English side here going forward. Yeah, even that Chowdhury. Um, oh, we didn't mention the Chowdhury. Yeah, that's another good one, huh? The Chowdhury card looks, I think that looks like a great card. Um, for a free card, I, I've used his silver in the Silver Stars objectives quite a lot, and it's just... It's one of these cards that is it's just built the right way for a CDM. He's um, a wide boy. He, yeah, he is. I mean, he's only five foot ten, but he plays like like he's bigger than that. His grab range is pretty enormous. Um, he's, got, he's got the medium high work rate, and it's you know chem cards again. Put a shadow on this, and and it's well, yeah, you're away. Um, obviously, his shooting is crap, but. Uh, he doesn't really want to be getting into shooting positions. That, to me, is a card I'll be getting, and it looks like it's an objectives card that people would uh, would do well with, especially if they've done the Curtis Jones SBC, because oh, no. what duo those two would make with the, uh, with the hyperlink. God, yeah. Curtis Jones, he's, you come up against me so often now. I love that card. Every team in Weekend League has Curtis Jones, and I didn't have the foresight to do it, and yeah, I am... Cringing at my uh, lack of foresight. Which version do they have? The center mid or the left mid? It's the center mid. Okay. It's just an absolute beast. It just dominates the midfield. You know, it's a lot like that Camavinga card that came out. It's just got the perfect sort of physical attributes just to be a menace. Not necessarily going forward, but just soaking up the ball, intercepting everything, just relaying possession. It's just a pain in the ass. So, looking at the player SPCs that we've gotten so far over the week is there anybody that sticks out to any of you um i'll go first uh mangala i did do that one he's uh relatively close to varan but slightly better due to the weak foot upgrade and also he's got just better stats for passing he's more agile he's gonna move better haven't used him yet but i'm gonna put him to the test here shortly yeah i'll definitely be following up with you on that because i mean if you're if you're putting someone in the category as Varane, that's pretty it's pretty high up there, high standard. I mean, on paper, he looks like he could compete. So we'll see. Yeah, 
Anybody else have anybody they, they looked at, they did the SBC, they really like? I did Vidal, um, to link to the Perisic that I bought live on the pod last week. I haven't had a chance to take him for a ride yet, but he might get deployed into weekend league this very weekend, so I'll try and report that next week. But uh, stats-wise, that just seemed like a no-brainer with the perfect link to Perisic and other serial players I've got, so uh, excited to use that one. Yeah, no, enjoy that 100k boost that you got on that Perisic too because of that complimentary SBC. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I said at the time, I thought that there's a need to panic by this one because yeah. there's a, a likelihood that it would increase given how overpowered it is. And then they've obviously provided several linkable players to it since then. So uh, yeah, I'm glad I got in when I did. I just wish I'd bought more, but uh, there you go. Well. Uh, I'll step in and with the basic answer for the the foot community out there that that Ozil is uh, is a real treat. I think uh, five star weak foot or is it the yeah five star weak foot four star skills, but still just the stats that they gave that man and the fact that he's German and they've been pumping out compliments with Germans. This this promo has basically been foot birthday, but also whatever happy birthday is in German is wild uh how many germans we've got so plenty of linkable players with him so you don't have to worry about him getting buried in the bundesliga or not bundesliga in the turkish league and even that podolski gives him a, a hyperlink too i don't know if anybody's done the podolski but that three-star weak foot kind of put me off uh i didn't do that one but i don't find three-star weak foot as much of a drag this year as it was in previous versions uh, like puskas for example another one armstrong and i think palacio as well they, they I think they all have three star weak foot, but you don't really notice it. I, I don't. Mm. Maybe that that slight percentage change that they that they did this year just made that much more difference. But um, two star weak foot is where I draw the line for sure. But I, I can deal with a three. It, it's just an optics thing for me. It's a, like if I'm going to be putting coins away on an SBC that I don't have a strong affinity for. Anytime I like run into barriers that are like, oh, this puts me off, like don't do it. That's one of the, unfortunately, the three-star. Although I might overcome that for the strong link to Ozil. I don't know actually if he's still in. Speaking of uh, SBCs, I've, I've just completed the foot birthday party bag. Okay. Uh, a bit of live content okay. here. Rip I'll off. open it. And we have, we're going through the doors. It's a walkout. We've got a golden flare, purple, Uruguayan centre-back. Atletico Madrid. It is rule breakers. Quite happy with that. That's a reasonable pull. Obsolete. (laughs) Obsolete. First promo of the year in April. It's um, it's certainly uh, as good as... Regular Varane, isn't it? <laughs> Basically. You're being very optimistic right now. Who are you? <laughs> Those party bags are a fucking joke. We've talked about it before, but why are there cards in these packs from the literally the first promo of the year? And we're in April. Why? Welcome to FIFA Casino. I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that. Wake the fuck up, EA. Pull your heads out of your ass. There's what nine? Shit. There are nine promos that are in those packs. I think it's wild. That's so stupid, man. Yeah. Footballers is brought to you by the Foot Academy Patreon. If you're serious about getting better at FIFA and you want to have fun at the same time, the Foot Academy is the place for you. By supporting the Patreon, not only will you get ad-free podcasts. 
plus bonus material, you'll also get immediate access to exclusive tutorials, guides, tactics videos and much more. So if you like the sound of learning how to dribble and taking advantage of space while playing Beelzebul, check out patreon.com forward slash footacademy and pledge your support today. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash footacademy. This is a nice way to transition into something Steve and I were talking about in the middle of the week. I've been burnt out with FIFA here lately. I've just kind of been struggling to find the will to play. We were playing Call of Duty and we were discussing this. Like you go into the store in Call of Duty, you can look at what you're going to buy. You know exactly what you're going to get for whatever money you're going to put up for, right? So I think that's one of the big problems with FIFA in their marketplace is there's so much chance and there's so much what if this, what if that. You could get this and you know the odds are against you. It really shined a light on this game mode or, or the structure of how foot is, is, is based. People want to spend money on things and they want something for that, you know, that money that they're going to put into it. Do we think there's a way they can get to this type of marketplace, Matt? If you want me to answer it, um, it it's not going to be too long in, in the future where they're going to have to change. Uh, Call of Duty's already been through through this whole um, system of change. Um, a, a few games ago, they were running the loot box type marketplace to enormous uh, critique from their community. And eventually they got them to change their ways. But again, it all comes down to a lot that we've talked about previously, whereby Call of Duty at least tries to be a balanced game. Sometimes it isn't, but most of the time it is. Whereas FIFA's never going to be like that, so the market isn't going to be the same either in that respect. We've also got to take into consideration that there is a a gambling, um, I'm going to use the word tradition, but it's perhaps not the, the right word here, but a, a gambling mentality behind particularly European football fans that translates to FIFA and almost helps promote it. It's like an accepted thing. You know, People watch the football at the weekend. They like to have a little bet and gamble and I don't think that opening packs or marketplace within Ultimate Team would be as sexy if it wasn't random you know the pulling of the leather is the appeal it's not necessarily what you get out of it and I'm sure Matt would props like to, to interject on this as well but it is all um, it's all by design they haven't just chance fallen upon this there's a lot of um, mental study that's gone into this a lot of habitual behaviour that is displayed year in, year out within Ultimate Team and opening packs and that kind of thing. People enjoy the randomness of it as much as they'll moan about not getting anything a lot, but it's the taking part in the gamble aspect that is, is as appealing as the potential prize you get out of it. So, um, uh, just to jump in, everybody loves the fact that, you know, you, when you were, when you open up the pack and you think you've got, you've got the country, then the position. And you know, you used to have the troll hazards. You still have the troll hazard, obviously. It's not it's not as much of a big deal now because obviously hazard's not that great anymore. But you know, back in the day we used to have like if it was a Portuguese, oh you'd think it was a walkout, it was Pepe instead of Ronaldo. Um all of that does actually add to the excitement. So I know we've spoke before about what would be the ideal solution. The ideal solution for consumers is that they take money and um get what they want for that money they think but 
they prove again and again and again through their revealed preference that they they like loot boxes. And you don't need the whole community to like loot boxes to make it a success. So, I mean, I've, I'm, me, Steve, and uh, Metz discussed this before. I mean, we said, look, if we were arrogant enough to think we were good enough to be the CEO like EA and we got this under our remit, I'd prefer a Steam marketplace where you can sell directly and get, get cash out of what you get because it's obvious that we value these goods for um, real money. And we don't know what that real money is, but it's it could be a, a hell of a lot for some of the good cards. So um, I hope they mature into making a better marketplace because it is a very immature marketplace. Um, and I seem, it, it will seem to them, I suppose, that because they have the play money marketplace, the, co- the gold coins, I think they think that's like, oh, well, we've, we've got an economy that works within itself and it keeps it all within that and there's no kind of gambling aspect because nobody gets cash from it. So I, I obviously it works for them and they value the, the volume of people opening loot boxes, which will be a smaller percentage of the, of the player base than actively trying to upsell to people um, a single card or a single feature. It's, it's interesting anyway. Um, it's not going to suit everybody and it doesn't need to. This is the, this is the crux of the, the issue, isn't it? So wise, what, yeah. Why do you think, they are reluctant to have this type of marketplace. Uh, basically, anybody could go in and purchase whatever card they wanted to to add to their team. What do you think is holding them back from doing this? <clears throat> yeah, I gotta, I gotta break down. I'd have to break down this the price that they get for a pack based on a FIFA point spend, because the only thing that I'm seeing here is they're reluctant, you know, with the trend that micro, not microaggressions, my bad, microtransactions have shown recently is that it is incredibly profitable to have something like a battle pass. So we have our seasons, right? I don't understand why they aren't offering people to pay upfront to get the bat, to get this seasons all the way up to level 30 unlocked in an instant, you know, Fortnite, modern warfare, like call of duties, they do those. It's just, there must be some sort of driver that they see where they're thinking, no, we don't need to do that. We don't need to have these people be able to pay for it. One, probably because the community would moan because everybody would buy it on day one. And then there'd be no reason to play the game. But two, there must still be more incentive and a better, you know, profit margin for them to encourage people to buy packs instead of buying things directly in a marketplace, in a supplemental marketplace like the EA catalog they used to have, which I would like to see though, in a sense. I think that you could run a dual track with both of those and you wouldn't destroy the real transfer market that they have now. Also part of the problem is though, wise that the reality of what some of the cards we would like to play with on day one would cost would be abhorrent. Because you're not talking of paying two pounds or two dollars for a particular gun and Call of Duty, which doesn't give you any advantage. You're talking thousands to get a Ronaldo on day one. I think that there's an optics problem for them. I mean, I mean, it's just precisely it's, precisely. it's a PR problem for them because they know that if they did something like, I mean, oh God, you know, talk about one of the the most lead, you know, a team of the year, Neymar or whatever, you know, the, the this historic big big beast cards uh, and these icon moments and all that that were, were, were controversial of the week. You know, I mean, would it be unreasonable that if you went to the market, they go for around four, four to five K? I, I think so. I think, I think if somebody values it that much, they're going to pay for it. And obviously that's a small amount of marketplace. Um, but 
Also, the one problem you'd have if it was a real marketplace and a real money marketplace is that EA would only get a slice of that money. So it wouldn't be a direct transaction to you because the market wouldn't have a, it wouldn't have price tracking then. It would just be a single price. No, I don't think that, hang on. I, I, I want to make a point here. I don't think they'll, they will never be able to have a market where it's strictly like pay $1 for a Furlon Mendy card. Because of the fact that that is using a player's rights, like players' users' rights, for monetary transactions. They'll never be able to do that. As if Mindy would be that low. Come on. Well, I mean, the point still, the point still remains. It's still, a, it's still a good one. I mean, I mean, we, you would have a sliding scale in terms of interest because that's how a market operates. You would, you know, somebody like a Fernand Mendy now might go for 80 cents. I don't know because, you know, you'd have so much supply and only so much demand. Um, and obviously at the top end, it would get really topsy-turvy. And we've seen with, you know, I talk about the CSGO market, like, yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. stick, stickers go for $15,000, like yeah. real cash people and people are willing to pay it. Nobody's, nobody's, um, being coerced. Nobody's forced to do all this. It's all voluntary. So I defend it all and I want people to just do it. But this is the, this is what I say about the immaturity of the FIFA market. You have to have play money coins. I mean, I think it sucks. Yeah. They'd, they'd have to make a, they'd have to spin off foot and make it an M rated game though. If they do that as well, unfortunately. And I don't think they'd ever do that. Is CSGO M rated then for that reason? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so because of that, because of that in game transaction aspect that mm-hmm. like, and, and another big kicker would be they would not be able to, I don't think they'd be able to resell to their fan base every year a new video game. If you bought, you know, like a furla, well, you keep using furla Mendy as an example. Like they, every year I wouldn't be willing to spend however much it costs, you know? Yeah. I agree with you completely, man. I'd like for them to do kind of a hybrid, a hybrid scheme in a sense where they keep the traditional market. If you want to buy packs, you can buy packs, which again, that exists in a lot of games, you know, like maybe not, I think it might be CSGO where you can unlock players and skins and packs right. by just playing the game but you also can buy just like we have in fifa but i'd like them to offer a like okay for seasons like if you really want and you can really make the money just let people pay to unlock five levels of a season or something like that whatever it needs to be and they'll get stick for it they'll get stick about you know oh it's pay to win because you know all these guys are going to be able to get level 15 and level 30 level players you know in Mm -hmm. august right off the bat and sure for sure absolutely but this game's already pay to win in most respects especially at the higher level you can enjoy it without being pay to win i firm i stand by that but i i just it would save so much time it saves steve the pain of getting kidney stones so that he could just buy mondanda for two dollars or five dollars instead of having to pay with 11 goalkeepers even though it's kind of a fun objective my point in in this whole discussion was Steve, do you remember the FIFA where they had the World Cup mode? I do, yeah, where it rapidly descended into uh, everybody having a team full of icons, yeah. Right, and what happened after that? Well, people stopped playing the game. Yeah, that, that, this is true. I remember this happening. It was it, that was FIFA fourteen. Well, no, 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 Matt. They're talking about the they're talking about the second iteration in eighteen. The fourteen oh, one, right, okay. the fourteen one, they did incredibly well, and people played that game mode all the time but this the one in 18 was a, a shit show yeah so basically what they did was they put out a new world cup mode midway through the game it was i guess it was probably about this time i guess it was before team of the season and they had these packs and these spcs where you could basically just keep rewashing spcs and get full icons and everybody had the same icons everybody was playing against the same teams it was meta versus meta and it rapidly deteriorated 
the user base's desire to even play the game. And that's kind of my point with this whole discussion is even if we had that marketplace where we could get every single player that we wanted, you would end up playing meta versus meta, Mm -hmm. same team versus same team, and the game wouldn't be that fun to play, which is my overall point is, is to focus on the gameplay here for a second. Everyone has been so brainwashed and, and addicted essentially to content and cards and packs mm-hmm. and openings that they don't realize that the game itself is not what it could be. I think it's and a wonderful point. I think that's largely a part of the problem that, that drives this community to be so toxic. It drives everybody to just abuse mechanics. It's come so far away from an actual football simulator, in my opinion. I mean, we're playing with 11 goalkeepers on the field, for fuck's sake. That's a that that's a novelty though. You know, they they do that to that that's like a cheeky nod to the fact that people would like that, you know. <laughs> and Steve, you, you can vouch for this. We were playing Call of Duty this week and even on the games where let's say we we made it through like one round of zombies or whatever and we were to lose, you still got something for that loss. You still got XP, you were still able to upgrade weapons. I mean, you were still enjoying the game for the game itself while upgrading your stuff. You know what I mean? I'm so it's that. You have this factor of where if you play, like I played a guy today, I was talking to you guys in the chat. It was a friendly game. I won 6 nothing. He had 29% possession and he got shit for that game. He spent 20 minutes on this game and got absolutely nothing for it. Okay, he got like 450 coins for completing a match. He could have done that in two seconds, flipping cards on the market. It's just, there's, there's a massive gap that they have open right now. And it's, I think that is the like the black hole, if you will, that just keeps sucking the life out of this community. And they just keep filling that void with content. And I feel like eventually that that's going to catch up to them. This this game mode needs to be rebuilt from the ground up, in my opinion. Steve, what do you think? Um, it's something that I've got on record with before. It's, it's a difficult thing to... <laughs> I, I think that the larger reason as to why the community is so toxic, it's, it's a skill-based matchmaking thing. Absolutely. You're you're destined to not win more games than you'll actually win in any given situation once you reach your genuine skill level, um, because it's set up so that you win one, you lose one, and you draw one. So you, you're going to win one out of every three games on average. And with that being the case, you know it's going to be so often that people will feel like they've just wasted their time when when they've lost a game because, as you say, they come away empty-handed more or less. So I think they do need to come up with something to make losing a bit more profitable. But at the same time, you know it's difficult to do that because you don't want to reward people too heavily for losing. So yeah, it needs looking at Steve Metz. How are you finding using goalkeepers at Striker? I haven't played it, so I'll, I'll let Steve take this up in, in more detail. But I would say the problem with the whole Mandanda thing, even as a novelty, and this goes for a lot of the stuff they've done in managerial masterpiece this year, is that they've the one card that you would like to use during those objectives is the one that you win at the end. And then when you've got it, you don't actually want to use it. Like this five-star skill, Mandanda, who's completely going to... Com- will be completely useless outside of that objective, but would have been amazing to have during it and would have made that objective a lot more enjoyable, I imagine. What I think they should have done is when they give you an objective to get a certain novelty card, they give you a one-match loan version of that card to use during the objective to win a permanent version of the card afterwards. Hmm. I like that idea everyone, I like that idea Yeah, And then So you, you, you get the, the enjoyment of using them as a novelty during... 
the, the wacky objective, and then you have the option to use it permanently after if you want to. But I'll let Steve uh, talk about Mandanda in, in more detail. I, I want to say something really good and positive and uplifting about it, um, but I can't. It's just it's stupid. Um, I played the game mode this morning, and people complain about the gameplay not being great. Well, take the worst gameplay that you've ever experienced and treble it by using 11 fucking goalkeepers. 11 goalkeepers. So they can't pass, they can't dribble, they can't shoot, but they're up against a goalkeeper in goal who's playing as per normal and is normally on 10 chemistry while while the rest of your team is on 1, 2, 3 chemistry. So you've got hell's job scoring and you're going to have absolutely no fun whatsoever whilst trying to score because you're using cards that are basically unusable. It's dumb and it completely lacks any kind of imagination whatsoever. They could quite easily have made the objective, hey, here's an idea. We're going to give away a goalkeeping card. Why don't we make the objectives tied into goalkeeping? How about that, lads? You know, is that maverick out of the box thinking? Is is this too much for EA? Why couldn't one of the objectives be make three saves by moving your goalkeeper? Why couldn't it be make five saves by bringing your goalkeeper off the line using triangle or Y? Is is that too difficult? Why why the hell do they have to make it such a... It's like suffering playing those games. It, it was bad enough doing squad battles with silver squads. That was unenjoyable enough. But this is a whole new level of unenjoyable. It's it's, it's disgusting. Well, didn't you say you were uh, you promised the people on Twitter you were going to spill the beans on the uh, on the meta, if you will, or the master in completing this? Yeah, the, there's. I mean, you just you abuse the mechanics. It's. I got it done within. I think it was just slightly over. I can't remember if it was over or under an hour. It was about an hour. And just set your team up in a four-two-four. Do what you like with your tactics, but make sure that you have constant pressure turned on. Uh, because it, it won't matter if these cards get knackered because they're shit anyway. That you you know you can't. They can't get any worse, and the stamina drain won't affect them. What it will do is it'll make them defend like beasts. So. Any loose balls, they'll be first to it. You'll win the ball back, turn it over, and the, the four-two-four is is obviously a great pressing formation. You'll cover the entire pitch. Your opponent will get frustrated, and you'll get tons of rage quits. And that's that's basically the key to it. Is you know, it's just uh, I, as I said, I, would, I really wish that I could have something good to say about it because I was asking for an objectives goalkeeper card, and we've got that, and that's fantastic. But it's it's just moronic asking people to play with a squad of 11 goalkeepers. I just, I, it's almost unbelievable. If only we had a, an icon, a Chiller there, or Rodrigo Cheney, who could actually score some goals. Well, why should you need that? What, what, what places there are in a football game where you should be relying on a goalkeeper to score your goals? It's, it's absurd. Well, why do you need five-star skills on a goalkeeper? It's it, 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 but again, it is a it is a friendly game mode, though. You know, like this is a this is a supplementary content piece. This isn't foot champs and stuff like that. No, but but a lot of people people who are running Road to Glory accounts who who aren't spending coins on the game and what have you, this will be the best goalkeeping card they can get their hands on. So why do they have to go through this crap in order to obtain it? Well, so it, that's that. I think that that's a point that you should apply to the fact that ea don't give us enough goalies and objectives and if they do they should do it that way absolutely this was more of a 
the foot birthday aspect of it where they're trying to make it fun and enjoy like you know just fun. incredibly unique but yeah have you tried it no i mean i have not tried it because i don't need mandanda mm. but <laughs> i'd rather shove wasps up my ass Oof. how many six <laughs> six borderline seven will you, will you do that on, will you do that on twitch will you stream it yeah that's a good idea matt will sub for wasps apart from also, that yeah. I, I think it's uh i think it's great all right wasp in the ass um has anybody played with huntelar yet yes what do you think well, it's, it's absolutely disgusting, Hunter, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I like it. It's good. Let, let's say something good about the game. Let's break the mold. <laughs> um, yeah, it surprised me, to be honest with you. I was expecting him to be uh, big, clunky, and useless. And he's uh, big, not ever so clunky, and useful. Um, yep. I was surprised at how well he moves on the ball he does all the things that you'd expect a hunt a lot to do he makes excellent runs off the ball his his attack positioning is great and i've done what i can to encourage mr lamborn to get him done because if ever there was a card that fits the um matt meta meta uh i think that mr huntler is it I've got it. I, I haven't used it yet, but I have played against it a few times in weekend league, and he is a pain in the ass. You know, he's just about fast enough to break the line against yeah. some defensive combinations. Strong enough, pain in the ass on corners. You know, he's it's a useful card, and given the the plethora of really good Dutch options that we've had with SBCs and special cards and the like, you know, you can build some good teams around it. You know, you're not going to get many good Schalke players to go with him, but. Uh, if you, you go for that Dutch hybrid, he is a, a very useful option. So uh, that was a, an example of a, a big W for EA as opposed to Landander, which is the biggest L in history. But um, yeah, I I think I will struggle to find a way to get him into my main team. But uh, yeah, it's one that I can whip out for uh, managerial masterpiece. So yeah, he's, he's going to get use in, in non-competitive modes, I think. But uh, it was it was fun to grind. Boys, I've, I've, got, a, I've got a bit of a quandary here. I've reached level 11 um, on season five, and I've got to choose between a Gollum stadium theme and a water <laughs> elemental stadium theme, and honestly, mm. I just can't decide. Steve. Well, uh, you should probably go with the water to help your kidney stones. Let's go with the water. Thanks, Hannah. Oh, shit. I just quick sold it. Who'd have thunk it? No. Oh, well. Damn. That's terrible. Dang, dang. Mm. So, it, Huntelar moves, I was going to say, he moves way better than I thought he would, except for uh, if you're doing the, um, what's the little dance you do with all four of them when they go to the camera, and he, he seems a little bit awkward when he's trying to do his little Ugh. turn and, and pump his fist. That's the worst. That is literally the raddiest celebration there is. But that's one of my favorite celebrations to do. Um, does anybody just despise celebrations? Um, yeah, I think celebrations. Hang on, hang on. You, you linked to celebrations <laughs> yeah. by saying that Huntelar looks clunky Rat. in a fucking Rat. celebration. <laughs> he does look clunky in a celebration, Steve. Not That's as clunky clunk- as your links, mate. No, that was that was cl- world class. That I got something clunky for you. <laughs> it was um, yeah. So celebrations. Imagine playing a game where your your opponent has so little regard for your time that. You got rid of replays, so that, that, that gave you some time back. But then they replaced it with having really long celebrations that are all set pieces where 
they it's the equivalent of a child being on the potty doing a poo and then saying look at the poo daddy look at the poo look at me aren't you really proud of me it's just like no I'm, i'm not like why do you want so much attention upon yourself like you need me to play the game and i just want to make it through and i don't want to waste any time I, 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 you don't need to pause as much anymore because you can just do the right trigger quick sub but then we do these big horrible celebrations that are all about humiliation do you think it's a bigger reflection of like online toxic culture though in general that so many people who use the internet these days are absolute dickheads so yeah i just i just wish maybe people had better etiquette but that you could apply that to any game i'm sure i think that's a fair rebuttal of what i'm saying but yeah, I just wish celebrations were just dumped into the into the Arizona desert. Like, was it the Arizona desert where ET ended up? I just wish they were all put on there and just forgotten about. Just uh, would, would anybody really be that upset if they went? Wasn't it? Wasn't it Area Fifty One in Nevada? Mm. Steve, stop putting in. Fuck's sake! What I was going to say we was need to figure out the ET thing first, Matt. No, we don't. Shut up. Um, and you should have figured out by now. Matt, that the best way of getting you, me to buy in is by telling me not to buy. Uh, Matt, what would you do in an ideal situation then, given everything that you've just said, which we score a goal and, and straight well, to kick like off? Is that, that what you're saying? I, I wouldn't mind if they get to celebrate, and then what? For, and then obviously that time elapses, but it focuses on my team instead. I don't know why I have to see their celebration. Like, just go and do it on your own, your own time. I just don't give a fuck, basically. Just leave me out of it. You've scored a goal, well done. But don't humiliate me. That's all I want. So, well, in an ideal world, it would be that you could just it, or you skip it and it skips it, and that's it. Like, but nobody cares about replays, do they? When was the last time you watched a replay and thought I can't even remember now? Ever, ever since you've been able to skip, and I've just skipped and couldn't care less. No matter how good my goal is, I just skip. I've got. I watch them after the game. I don't watch them. Yeah, yeah, the that, that's fair enough, isn't it? Because that's your time. You aren't you aren't wasting yeah. your opponent's mm-hmm. time, like the like the etiquette part of it. Um, so. Yes, um, my ideal would be you just can skip them all together. But if that's not the work case, and you need to let somebody else do the celebration, they get and they get that sense of satisfaction, which is fair enough. And um, perhaps then it focuses on my team in some way. You like you see your goalkeeper dejected, picking the ball out or whatever. Maybe that would get just as annoying. But at least it isn't focusing on that team. There's no the humiliations are different out of it. It's just an idea, guys. It's just a way of them being able to get what they want, which is the celebration. But me being able to just look away, essentially. Yeah. Well, I feel like celebrations are, I mean, it's part of the real game, you know, I guess they could appease both crowds and make them shorter if they really wanted to, but it doesn't really bother me, but I know it does bother quite a few people, but it's been in the game for years and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. Oh, it won't go anywhere. That's true. But I just did my party bag, Steve. Wow. Tell us, was it worse than mine? Could it be worse than mine? I'm opening. Yes, definitely worse. It's um, 82 rated. Uh, no. Sanson, Road to the Final. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah. That, that is one of the live items that died the fastest, I think, isn't mm. it? That's like a 15K card, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Holy Untradeable, shit. by the way. Oh, there's that. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> We've got a question from Foot Sovereign. Uh, is there a common mistake people make in FIFA that a top player will instantly recognize? Hmm, this sounds like a question for Steve. Well, that that is a um, massively expansive question. There are 
hundreds of common mistakes that people make in FIFA that a top player would instantly recognise. Um, I mean, wh- where do you want to start? I, there are as many answers to that question as there are mistakes in FIFA, really. So there's one thing I always notice at the beginning of a game is when people start sprinting immediately at kickoff. So you can really learn how to defend against those guys, kind of sit back, wait for them to sprint into you, make a step onto the ball, take it away from them, things like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, a, a, a top player will be aware of, of any mistake that people are making, which is why they're a top player. So if somebody's sprinting too much, they'd notice that somebody's sprinting too much. If they're being too aggressive defensively, they'd notice that they're being too aggressive defensively. If they're attacking in straight lines, they'd notice that. Um, if they're being predictable, they'd notice it. They'd, they'd notice any common mistake. Yeah. So I guess to answer your question, Foot Sovereign, just paying attention to your the style of play your opponent is is using um, and trying to capitalize on that play style. Just be careful that he's not baiting you and switching it up later. But um, anybody else have anything to add on that? I think that was all pretty succinct. It was good. For everybody to remember that Foot Birthday as a whole is actually a pretty decent promo, even though we talked a lot about negative aspects of FIFA during this podcast. It's it, This is usually the, the point of the game where people tend to get burnout. But how have you found it, Matt, um, since coming back to Foot? Are you enjoying it or is it more of the same of what you thought it was? How do you feel about it? Well, I have to say, you know, thanks to Steve and his Invincibles formation, I immediately uh-huh. had an uptick in form. It went, it went really, really well for me. I was really, really surprised just how much things changed. I had about 300,000 coins in my um, club anyway, and plus loads of, of um, decent players that were going for good um, coinage still. So, I was able to reinvent my whole team and, I mean, bought Messi and stuff like that and got a whole new roster going. And I immediately had an uptick in form and I started to enjoy it again. Um, you know, I have still have issues with FIFA 21. I mean, I still think it's an, an okay game. I don't think it's a great game by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, I've, I've certainly put enough time into it to, to be like, actually, how can I say it's an okay game and then play, you know, about 50 games since we last spoke? Do you know what I mean? It, it, it can't, both can't be true somehow. Um, so, um, I even did weekend league and bloody hell. Mm, how was it? Um, I got something like, at my form was something like in about, what, what, at Mets, I told Mets about it. It was, I was talking to him on Messenger. I forgot what I said, but it was something like I played. You were, you were definitely on a winning ratio after about Yeah, 15 definitely. Games. It was something like I played 12 games and won seven, which was, I was dead pleased with because, You've got to think, I've literally not played the game since November, October, really. November, December, maybe it's a push. So uh, I ended up getting 10 or 11 wins. I didn't do my whole 30. I just got busy at the weekend, as you do. So I didn't get to do my whole run. So I would have, I would have been interested to see whether I could have got something as lofty as 15, maybe, considering I'd just come back. And you know what? It's been nice to, to reconnect with what is essentially, at its core, it is a very competitive interactive experience that can be enjoyable um it's it's just a shame it's not fifa fifa 14 or fifa 16 which are ones that i thought were just incredible versions i think the game's too fast now personally but i think most people are happy with that i i I believe i'm in the minority there so i'm just glad i've reconnected with this whole experience of coming to football is you know reconnecting with Mets on this level where we're talking about FIFA again that's been all part of the good fun for me getting connecting with you guys being able to talk about it all you know I forgot how much I actually liked FIFA at the core of it it was all a bit strange because the whole footstop thing being left behind so yeah it's been nice to to do all that and I, I'm grateful of course uh, mm. 
I think your um, experience is also a, a good reminder to people that there's this fallacy that you can't take time off because your team will fall too far behind. You've come in several months later yeah, yeah. and remained not competitive, not with, picked up where you yeah. left off. You know, I've got a I've got a decent team and I seem to be getting on well enough with it. I I I assume that there could be some things I could do tactically that would be better. And I need to have a better bag of tricks when it comes to handling some situations. There's some players who just absolutely run over me. Like I've got no answers for them. Quite clearly, uh, there's a there's a skill gap that I can't fulfil just yet. But you know what? There's some people where I, I really give it my all and it, it works out, and there's some people that I trounce. So Thank goodness. It's been a it's been a nice experience coming back to it. I didn't think it could work. When when we did the the footstop reunion and Steve was like saying, Oh, come back into it, you know, FIFA, you know, try this formation. I just thought, you know what? Because it it extended the uh, the kindness of bringing me onto the podcast and it was so enjoyable, I kind of owed I thought I kind of owed myself the 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 opportunity really of giving myself this chance of playing it again. I thought, you know what? What's the worst that happens? I play 10 games. I think, what a load of rubbish again. And things carry on. But that's not what's happened at all. Uh, yeah, it's been, what a, what a nice surprise. And here I am on the pod, on the pod again. So do you think you're going to continue to play? Yeah. And I mean, I'll be getting um, FIFA 22, hoping that it's a much, much better game. Like I assume all you guys will be. Yeah. And I know a lot of the, the things we talked about on this this particular episode can be perceived as negative and, and so can be perceived as moaning, things of that nature. But at the same time, it's a game that we all, we've played it for years. Yep. We, we really enjoy it and we talk about it because we want to see change. And the only way to see that change is to talk about it and get it out there. So, But if, if anybody listening has any comments, concerns, questions they want to ask, you can always go to footballers.com and drop us a line there. And we can discuss it. We can let the community drive the podcast. That's what it's all about, the listeners. Amen to that, brother. All right. Well, Matt, thank you for coming on again this week. And um, we look forward to hearing back from you soon. We'll check in with you in a few weeks and hopefully see where your foot journey has taken you. Thank you indeed. Always a pleasure. And yeah, let's just see where we are in a few weeks' time. Um, I don't see myself falling out of love with this time. It feels more like a, a realistic relationship rather than a toxic one. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And um, are you on social media anywhere? Can people find you? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> okay. I, still have, I have Matt underscore Aguilera still, but I mean, I deleted that and then reopened it up. Yeah. I just left it all back. I, I prefer you didn't get in touch with me, to be honest. Yeah, we'll, we'll clip that. <laughs> I understand. I don't want to hear from anybody. No, I don't know. No, 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 aren't it? Like, just let me let me re- re- rewind that back. Sorry, I, I don't even know why I've said all that. Then it's dead weird. I've got this like. No, I don't know where it all comes from. So, um, yeah, I'm, if you don't mind me, just print it this way. Like, I'm Matt underscore Aguilar. If you want to get in touch with me, that that would be nice. Thanks. If you want to get in touch with Matt, you can fuck right off. <laughs> Leave it all God, shit. I feel like such a ballad. Oh, that was great. Uh, no, I love it. That was excellent. I love oh, the, the so raw good. and the bluntness of it. That was great. Uh, Steve, where can they find you on Twitter? I'd rather they didn't fucking bother, to be honest with you. All right, fuck it. We're not plugging anything this week. God damn it. You can find Wise on Twitter at WiseFIFA, at LamboMatt for Mets, at the Foot Coach for Steve, and at the underscore foot underscore hunter on Twitter. The rest of you, fuck <laughs> off. Episode's done. <laughs> <laughs>
Social Podcast Network.